The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Adio DeGenerino, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 241, going out to Irish Dave Al. I think Irish Dave and Dave Al in the Discord are the same people, but um, the Dave Al in the Discord, who is from Ireland, so probably it's Irish Dave who left us a nice review, but he had a very good night um, betting some of our suggestions, so um, this goes out to Irish Dave, and uh, heck, it goes out to everybody else in the Discord. We had a excuse me, a fun night in the Discord because it was a fun UFC event last night. If you're not in the Discord, uh, please pop in. Or if you're a lurker, uh, just say hi. Say, hey, I'm here and I'm lurking. Well, we had a few new faces pop up last night. If you're not signed up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. My name in there is Jeff Chalks. You may know me as Jeff Chalks Fox. Um, for all the Jeff Chalks stands out there, I'm sure there's 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 got to be at least one. We have a lot of listeners. There's got to be at least one Jeff Chalks <laughs> stand. They, they never speak out, speak up or anything, but I'm sure there's at least one of you out there. Um, yeah, this is is this is not going to be a fun episode because uh, the one who has all the stands, who the, the guy who brings whose milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, Gumby Vreeland had a good night, and I did not at UFC 281. But it was a fun night of fights, nonetheless. So enough rambling. Let's bring in Gumby so he can gloat and talk about how great he did and how great the event was and be Mr. Enthusiasm, as per usual. <laughs> well, I mean, Hello, we'll get... Gumby God, go ahead. So, so, so we'll, 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 we'll get into just how good some of my plays were and stuff in a moment. But, like, objectively, that was an amazing event, right? Like, that was like... 11 a... finishes tied the record. Yeah. So, uh, most first-round finishes in a single event. Seven first-round finishes is uh tied a record and 11 finishes overall ties a record as well and i would say even the three decisions i mean like the the montel jackson julio arce fight maybe not terribly exciting but like yeah. the petrosky wellington Terman one was, oh, that was great yeah, yeah. That, that was a fun back and forth and in carolina kovokevich versus uh silvana gomez juarez was juarez gomez not so yeah hey did you see dc <laughs> oh, messed it up the same way as you like Multiple times, and I was like, "Oh man, even D- even DC's got that problem." The, the most brain dead color commentator we've had, and uh, he, uh, yeah, I pronounce, I, I I say her name like he does. That makes me feel good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of uh, takedowns, uh, winning rounds last night. Dan, did you notice that on the commentary? I did notice that. <laughs> I I will say. <laughs> There, there was one or two, I, I can't remember which fight I was even watching anymore. There was one or two where like a takedown late in the round and the round was really close and he settled into position and like it might have, but like, yeah, all the other ones didn't. <laughs> and uh, Michael Chandler was smart that when he had Poirier on skates to to, uh, to take him down. That, that was a, a fantastic move, according to Cormier, instead of like continuing to beat him up, uh, take him down and let him uh, recover. So, yeah. Well, Wrestling. I, I... I, I, we, I mean, we could get into breaking that one down, <laughs> but like, I, I, I think in that second round, maybe this is just the fight we start on is Dustin Poirier versus Michael yeah, let's do it. It was that, the fight of the night. So let's do it. Yeah. In that second round, 
where Michael Chandler shoots that takedown. Granted, you know, you can say how much you thought Dustin Poirier was on skates or not on skates. It doesn't really matter. What does really matter here, though, is that, like, that is the Michael Chandler who likely could be a champion. Round two, Michael Chandler in that fight, the takedowns, the top control, the punches in top control, like, that Michael Chandler can beat almost anybody. Probably not Islam Makhachev, but, like, that Michael Chandler would beat Charles Oliveira. Like, I, I... I really, truly believe that if he came with that style all the time. Problem is, he won't come with that style all the time. He tries to be exciting. He gets fucking beat up. Yep. That was quite, quite a fight. But um, let's, let's start from the top. Why not? Um, and get into things. It was UFC 281 last night. MSG, New York City. Their yearly pilgrimage every November. The, uh, the Octagon sets down in the world's most famous arena. And they do not disappoint. Um at all last night with uh, there wasn't basically was not a dud fight amongst the uh, amongst the batch of we had ended up with all 14 fights too so nothing fell through it either so we had a, an attendance of just under 21,000 20,845 as Gumby tipped you off the tickets were expensive so uh, the fact the gate was what 11.6 million is not a surprise either so it was a very good night um, business wise for the UFC as well um, main event it, people are saying that. Uh, I saw uh, headlines, maybe podcast headline. Alex per it was severe MMA actually put it, which was surprising. But Alex Pereira shocks the world. He didn't shock the world. A lot of people um, had Pereira pegged as a possible uh, usurper. How do you say that word? Usurp? Usurp? U- U- usurp? Usurp? He usurped the king, uh, Israel Adesanya. I'm a writer. I don't usually have to say these words out loud. Uh, TKO punches fifth round, 201 into the fifth round. In a fight which most people thought, I didn't, haven't heard about the official uh, scorecards, but most people thought it was 3-1 Adesanya. Um, Pereira basically took the fourth round off the team, but in retrospect, he took it off. Um, watching it live, we just thought he was gassed out, but he really laid, uh, got it going in the fifth round. Adesanya, um, he had him rocked with a bunch of punches. Another people are saying possibly it was a, a early stoppage, but I've let my um, my opinion on early stoppages be known already up to this point. So we lost. Um, we we didn't lose um, on on it being well. We lost them both ways. I thought Izzy was going to win. And I thought it was going to be boring. Izzy did not win, and it was not boring. But uh, we had Izzy minus two fifteen. Pereira came through. Very exciting fight. I'm done rambling. Let's let Gummy give you more technical breakdown than me just rambling on about it. Well, I'm I'm going to hit a couple of the points that you just rambled on first of all yeah nobody's shocking the world if you're less than uh a two to one underdog if, if you're less than plus 200 uh you, you're not shocking the world you're just you won and it's a mild upset um that like that's that's not nobody's shocking the world at that uh secondly uh i don't know oh that Pereira intentionally took the fourth off or was just not seeing the windows but you're right he was way less active with his output in that round and to your third point about the the round scoring, all three judges were in agreement. Rounds good one, last three, night. and four. Yeah, they were incredible. Um, <laughs> rounds one, three, and four, all to Izzy. Uh, so he was up three to one, um, which you know, which just means he was three minutes away from keeping his title, um, yeah. which is cra- crazy because you know, but but Pereira's own teammate Glover Teixeira was recently just minutes or, or in his case just a minute away from keeping his title on the judges scorecards and uh had it snatched from 
is, you know, the, the jaws of victory or the jaws of defeat or whatever the, the expression is, but like had the title taken off of him real late in the fight. So it, yep. it seems like it's been a, a run of those, right? Yep. The MMA gods giveth and taketh away. We almost had our injury in, in the, uh, in a key fight too, uh, as we normally do, because Adesanya seemed to hurt his leg when uh, Pereira checked him late in the, late in the fight. Um, but yeah, Izzy fought very well over the first well, couple of rounds. And then he went back to the new Izzy style where he was playing it safe. And it, maybe it cost him the fight because, uh, he was, you know, he wasn't, I don't think he was being aggressive enough. Um, uh, he was getting backed up. The one thing that stood out, he was constantly getting backed up to the cage and that actually ended up biting him because that's where he got rocked and uh, the fight got stopped. But um, yeah, he wasn't doing a very good job um, controlling being a ring general, so to speak. He seemed to get backed up a lot. Um, bit of grappling going on. It was very low level of grappling. Um, Izzy looked good in the clinch, but yeah, um, I, I think he just, his, his cage craft, cutting off the cage, being in proper position was not very good. And prayer is just so big, too. That, that's something we didn't mention. The, the, the announcers did not let that go without being mentioned a million times. But, yeah, he, he's a massive, massive man and uh, hits very hard. Yeah, I, I think we, you know, to your point about him getting cornered the whole time and, and getting stuck a whole bunch of times, I, I think he circled off the cage pretty well early on. I think combination of fatigue as well as Pereira starting to get a sense of what he was doing, like led Pereira to cutting it off better in the third yeah. and fourth round. Um, and then by the fifth round, after he checked the kick, it was it had gotten to the point where he now knew what Izzy was trying to do. He was yeah. modified to it. Izzy was tired. And then Izzy was hurt. It, it was just kind of like a perfect storm of things, too. So, yep. like, I, I think... I don't know necessarily that it was Izzy reverting to his old ways. I, I think he was just fighting a dude like Alex Pereira, who is really tough to fight that way against for an extended period of time. Fine. Argue with me. Go ahead. Make me look dumb. I, I, right I, I mean, I don't think you're you're dumb. I, I just like, you know, and <laughs> I, I, you. Keep, I keep seeing takes out there about, you know, and maybe it's because people, some people just don't take to Izzy's personality really well, but like, I see a lot of people out there being like, Izzy was being stupid or Izzy was being dumb or like, no, he wasn't being dumb. He was just, you know, like, I mean, like he was winning, he was winning yeah. a five round title fight yeah. against one of the best contenders in the world. Like, and so that, and now the that champ, got him criticized though over the past, what, three years winning fights. So winning fights isn't enough, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and that's, especially when, when you, when you talk a big talk as well, also I'm well, sure and then he that, brings it on himself. That, that's the thing too. Right. Is that like, he got shit on for all the, that those years for fighting, too safe and not you know going for it and stuff like that and now he's getting criticism for kind of going for it you know what i mean and like yeah i think he's kind of uh just like a polarizing figure people love yep. him or hate him um because it's, you know he's he's a little bit of an eccentric guy so um people love him or hate him but love him or hate him he put in a damn good fight uh despite yep, the fact that Pereira is now the new middleweight champion and i take it we're going to see part two they, they were non-committal which that probably doesn't mean much, but because um, I they don't seem to be massive. Uh, they being the UFC don't seem to be massive Adesanya fans uh, either, but maybe they are. They had them headline their biggest fight of the year. So um, more than likely rematch, I'm guessing, because that's the way UFC rolls. So they're not very creative when it comes to booking these things. Well, and I would say this, too. You know, like I, I get, uh, you know, I, rematches are boring, blah, blah, blah. We just saw it, blah, blah, blah. But like, is, is there a more deserving type of person? No. 
than than somebody with with seven title defenses and who was three minutes away from making it his eighth title defense. Like he was winning the fight. It's the yeah. same thing with Kamar Usman. We were talking about, you know, should Kamar Usman get the first crack or some people were claiming Masvidal and like all these other people. It, there's not a clear cut number one contender in any of those divisions. The champ just got off of like an eight fight defense streak and, yep. and he was winning the fight, you know, by all judges scorecards, three to one in both cases. You, you got to run it back. This this is an obvious yep. rematch for Izzy. Yep. Um, also, yeah. do you think out of curiosity, because, because we saw some of the lines posted early yep. for Kamar Usman versus uh, Leon Edwards, Kamar Usman being a big favorite. Do you yep. think Izzy will be a big favorite? In this I rematch? already, yeah, I think it's, they've already been posted and he is uh, not a big oh. favorite. I, I think he's a favorite though. Um, I got an email from, uh, let me see. No, this is last night still. One sec. Um, boom, 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 boom. We really should have an in. We should have an intern to this, but yeah, I, I forgot. I should have kept this in my email, but I did get an email from an unnamed place, not the place I'm going to tell you about in a second. Um, please hold while I check my emails here. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with everything you say. There really uh, isn't anyone else that really is uh, is worthy for it. So, and, and people get. Um, rematches for far less than, than what Izzy did. All right. Uh, he, let me see. Minus 150, Israel Adesanya. Yeah. So what, what was he, what uh, was he negative? What was he negative? About? Yeah. So like so, yeah. It, it went down 80. Yeah. It went down a bit. So yeah, he's still, he's still favored though. So we'll, we'll see what happens when the fight's actually, if the fight is actually announced and all that jazz, but I've been negligent here. I've not told you about our amazing win bet people who keep us, in your ear holes. We're not going to be in your ear holes for much longer if I if I keep uh, being negligent here. So let me tell you about Win. Ready Win Money and Booster Odds. Win Bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive, exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on Win Bet. Be on the lookout for the Win Bet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During Win Bet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on Win Bet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at Win Bet. From boosted steam game parlays to live in game odds in every major sport, Win Bet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer about $100. Win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so you know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now the important part. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And as uh, Colby said on, I guess, the College Basketball uh, Podcast, or one of his college podcasts, if you're listening, listening to this, you have a gambling problem. It's just whether or not you, <laughs> whether or not you want help. If you want help, there's a number. Okay, um, enough on the main event. We lost that one. We got the next one right. And we didn't just get it right. It went the way we predict, predicted. Unfortunately, uh, Zhang Weili was minus 345 at the end of the fight. This was a wild fight. Great grappling, like uh, frenetic grappling, you would say. Uh, Sparza, like I said, criminally underrated always. Uh, unfortunately, she she did lose and is not the champ anymore. But um, she held her own against uh, Weili uh, Zhang, or Zhang Weili, rather, uh, before she got submitted rear naked choke. 105 in the second round. I think the only real surprise is um, how how tough uh, Zhang was on the ground grappling, wrestling against Esparza, which is Esparza's strength. Yeah, I'm not terribly surprised. Here's the thing about Zhang Weili or Weili Zhang, however you want to say. Uh, she, she hasn't really been forced 
to show off a lot of her grappling in the past, right? Like, if you look at the people she's fought, right? Like, the the best grappler she's fought in the UFC is probably Jessica Andrade, and that fight took, like, 40 seconds or something like that. You know, Tisha Torres wasn't looking to take her down. Jess Aguilar, Danielle Taylor, uh, Rose Namajunas, you want Jan Jacek. Like, none of those people are wrestlers, and she's never really, like, leaned on her wrestling either. So, like, I, I mean, she's she's stocky she's strong as all hell is it shocking that she's like good at wrestling and has good positioning probably not so uh you know you can pick up francis ningano and throw throw him over her shoulder so god how many times did i see that on social media? I, I never saw it i just saw i saw <laughs> oh, the headline like, uh, oh i saw it more I, I than it. once <laughs> she's strong yeah and it was with a single like too which is pretty damn impressive um yeah no she's she's incredibly strong she's got great wrestling um, you know, my, my analysis of this fight was that Carla wasn't going to be able to implement her wrestling. So maybe it's a little surprising that Wei Lee did get some of her wrestling going in her own right. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, this was a mismatch. It was a massive mismatch and the line showed it. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, so we got a lot of hot potato, a lot of MMA math going on in the women's strawweight. So, um, Zhang can't beat Rose and Rose can't beat Carla and Carla can't beat Zhang. So, like, it's, are we just going to, uh, are they the only three? Are they just going to pass the belt back and forth amongst each other or what? What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm going, well, first of all, what's next is I think probably Amanda Lamos. Um, yeah, is, I, I would like something different. Yeah. Yeah. Not just which, Rose again, after, especially after what Rose did her last week. Yeah. Ro- Rose is going to need a win. Also, I'm going to take a, a little bit of an issue with what you said there. I think Rose can beat Carla. Um, okay. I, I hasn't. Think, <laughs> hasn't beat Carla is more important uh, because I think she very well could uh, if she put her foot on the gas even a little tiny bit in that last fight she'd have won that fight so uh, yeah I, I I think this is a case where Rose is probably the best of those fighters and Wei Li is the second best of those fighters yep so yeah Amanda Lemos may have punched her ticket next it, it would have been a clear cut if if uh, Mahina Hadigas had survived um she'd be pretty much clear cut for the next title fight but alas that doesn't not gonna be happening now um well we kind of talked about this fight already but what a battle it was uh fight of the night dustin poyer submission rear naked choke two minutes in the third round over michael chandler this was a back and forth just a bloody bloody battle chandler uh was fighting dirty according to poyer because he fish hooked him and he blew his bloody nose all over him i didn't see that part did you see that when it happened? i did see that from guard i bet it's yeah. on your phone <laughs> uh, it's not on my phone no nothing uh, broke so it's not on my phone that's true. um but we have point minus 188 go ahead yeah i mean like uh, again this is one of the ones i, I snuck him and Li Zhang into a parlay that won yep on the being uh even money it, this yep. was so easy for me and, and don't get me wrong it was back and forth at the end of the day <coughs> sorry oh my choking God, on my he's dying yeah dying here um it, it was Back and forth, like you said. But at the end of the day, the big issue for Michael Chandler is he wants to be entertaining. And it's costing him fights at the end of the day. (laughs) Uh, Because, like, if he just went in there and was second-round Michael Chandler, he probably beats Poirier. Or at least is a lot closer to beating Poirier than he was here. It might have had to be by decision, but he might have beat Poirier. He was entertaining, though. So um, are both these guys just kind of still in – not a bad bad thing, but no man's land, so to speak, even though that has – negative connotations but are they still out of the title picture and just kind of floating about in their own division basically i don't think so with the new champ in there i think that helps yep. them immensely um yep. and for poye I-, I saw a lot of people float around him versus benil daryush 
um, as like a pseudo number one contenders fight for whoever wins the Islam uh, Volkanovsky fight. And I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, that fight has been uh, made official since we last spoke. Islam versus Mr. Volkanovsky, who's eating, what, 4,000 calories a day to Paul Cup? 6,000, I think 6, he said. <laughs> yeah, Man, he's going to get back to his rugby weight if this keeps up. Better be careful. Um, Chris Gutierrez, like, okay, they said the exact same thing I was thinking on Severe MMA. Uh, good podcast. You should listen to it. Um, but why did we have to see this? This was, we all knew this was going to happen. And everyone except Frankie Edgar apparently knew this was going to happen. And he got knocked out. It wasn't. It wasn't really a hellacious knee either. He got need. He got knocked out. Uh, 201 into the first round. It was not surprising. We knew Frank Aguirre was going to get beat up and knocked out. There's no reason this had to happen. Someone should have stopped this from happening. Yeah, but here's the thing. Is that like, I, I think the UFC, I, I'm not saying they were trying to protect Frankie, um, but they did put him in there with somebody who seemed like he deserved a fight with Frankie Edgar. Because you don't want to, if Frankie tells you he's retiring, you don't want to wheel in, like, you know, some guy coming off of the ultimate fighter, right? Like, you don't want to, you know, bring in Ludovic Shaolin in for him to be in his final fight. Because that's, like, that's a slap in the face to, to Frankie. You want to bring in somebody who deserves a fight with Frankie, and if he beats him, he beats him. They also brought in a guy who had very few KOs, particularly very few KOs by, by like, you know, big punches on the feet. Like he's coming off a spinning back fist win over uh, Dana Bacarel. But before that, it was decision, 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 leg kick TKO, decision, decision, submission, loss, submission, loss. He, and then a leg kick TKO. He hasn't knocked anybody out with hands with the exception of a spinning back fist in like the last seven years. So like, I think they were doing something where they were like, oh, I don't, I don't think he'll be able to like go in and just KO Frankie flawlessly in two seconds. And then he did exactly that. Yeah, my point is that they, this shouldn't have happened to begin with. He shouldn't have been fighting anyone, um, whether the UFC said no or someone in his camp, actually, who cares about him, says no, you don't need to fight anymore because you've been knocked out three times in a row now. There's no reason he needed to get knocked out three times in a row and get knocked out five times in the past three years or whatever, six times in the past three years, wherever, five times, excuse me, whatever it's been, like, there's no reason for him to keep going on. And it's going to continue. There's... Chris Wyman says he's going to come back and try to win the belt, and he's got no chin. And the guy we're going to did, talk about soon did, has no chin. Soon. Did you uh, did you care. see uh did you see Luke Rockhold tweeted out after the the main event that he was coming back? <laughs> oh, good. Luke Rockhold. See, that's the thing. It, it, it's good for us gamblers, but it's you know it's uh don't know what it's going to take, but nonetheless, um didn't need to see that. But we were on the right side of things, and that was easy money to be made there. Um, and then in the opener of the main card. Dan Hooker broke our hearts. Not really, but he, he uh, this was a horrible fight. Claudia Puelas looked ridiculous. Um, again, I talk about Severe MMA far too much here, but um, uh, Sean Sheena likes to say uh, BJJ doesn't work in MMA anymore. Well, <laughs> this this is a uh, this is a clear um, uh, clear example in in his favor here that uh, Claudia Puelas was just trying to do BJJ the whole time, and Dan Hooker was. Uh, kickboxing him and destroyed him with the body kick. Basically the refs like, okay, enough. I've seen enough of this. Uh, Puelas what with your, uh, with your fancy roles, trying to uh, get Dan Hooker down. So it was four Oh six into the second round. Horrible fight. Puelas looked really bad for us. Um, made our underdog pick look horrible. I, I don't know. So oh, this is tough for me. Cause at the end of the day, you're right. He did look ridiculous. He had like a whole uh, Ryan Hall thing going on by the yes. second round because he was so outclassed on the feet. 
But in that first round, he was on a submission. That fight oh, was almost over. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan like, told me. Well, <laughs> he's in there he deep. Gets, he gets uh, so excited. <laughs> he gets so excited anytime there's any jiu-jitsu. He gets so excited. He doesn't know what he's but, talking about. But, like, he, 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 he was actually in there on some pretty deep submissions. And, like, yeah. you know, th- th- that's kind of what we thought was going to happen. That's what we were predicting. Um, you know, maybe we overestimated his jiu-jitsu abilities or underestimated Dan Hooker, one or the other. But, like, I, I wouldn't just write this off as, like, his jujitsu is not very good or it doesn't work, but like, and I also don't think he planned on just like sitting down for most of the second round. I think he had gotten battered and uh, didn't have much in his, his tank to stay standing. So um, yeah, ultimately it looked really bad, but I ultimately think that Claudio Puel is just going to rebound from that. Yeah. Hooker looked good though. So it's good, good to have him back. So that was the main card. We both went three and two there. So um, should be, uh, Happy, happy times ahead, but no, not for me at least. It isn't. Um, there are happy times over though in our SGPN merch store, especially if we talk about the MMA gambling podcast gear. Uh, now Gumby's a Gumby God again. You should go check out his shirt because uh, it's applicable again, uh, even though it does say Tuesday night, but that's okay. It, it, any night of, the, night of the week, Gumby is a God now. Get all your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stocking stuffer for the degen in your life. And from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgumbypodcast.com. Promo code D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. I'm really rambling today. This is not good, Dan. You're going to have to take over. That's all right. We're, we're fine. You're, you're Are fine. Are we fine? All you're right. fine. Hanato Mokano. He's fine. <laughs> He's After that really, promo, he's, he's give, really, he's really fine. <laughs> give him some money. Give him some money. Uh, Dan had Mokano. I had Brad Riddell. I regretted that almost instantly. Um, Mokano outclassed him the three twenty three minutes 20 seconds they were in the cage submission rear naked choke yeah this was uh this was a really good case of people forgetting how good moicano is on the feet yep um because he's he's really good on the feet um and, and i think that like you know maybe too many people were sleeping on how good he could be there and obviously his jiu-jitsu is just out of control it's so good man so yep. um you know yeah great great to see him uh do what he does best because I, i've always thought he's super underrated and since he's come to lightweight i mean his only two losses at lightweight since moving up are to rafael faziev and rafael dos Anjos. so as long as you don't give him another rafael he'll be fine uh, that's that could be tough there are a lot of rafaels around um yeah so that was a very good number you had him at two minus 125 are we getting rid of brad Riddell? i know he's he's from no, uh, the big no, campus no, no. three he's been finished three straight fights now though yeah, but like, look at the level of opponents. Like, just give yeah. him a step down. Um, I like firing people. Yeah, I, I don't think he's he, he's also like just before that, like he's only a year and a half removed from beating Drew Dober. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think you can fire a guy yeah, who beat him. Da. Drew Dober, Drew Dober, isn't he ranked? <laughs> he's four and he's three ranked. now, though. Lost three straight. So he's if he's not getting cut, he's he's getting close. So he's got to be careful. Um, I don't think he's close to being oh, fine, Dan. Just, don't fire anyone. I don't think he's, I don't think he's remotely close to being. All right. <laughs> if Dominic Reyes doesn't get cut or retires, then he's he's our auto fade going forward. I had him, and I reg- this is another one I regretted. Uh, once once they got in the cage, I, I wish I had pulled the trigger and it was brave like Dan taking Ryan Span at plus one thirty five. I thought long and hard about it, but I wanted to give Reyes another shot. I should not have because he is he is shot. Uh, his chin is shot. Span knocked him out. Dan got a massive score here, plus one seventy five. Like I said, if Reyes doesn't, I think for his health he should retire. Um, but 
he won't, and which means um, hopefully we can still make some money off him. Going for yeah, it. not 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 just uh, not just a pick of mine either, but one of my recommended plays. Uh, just throw that That's in sweet. there. This was this was a weird one for you to miss, I have to say, because you're always yeah, talking about how people's chins are shot and that they yep. they won't cover and that you know that that kind of stuff is cumulative and. Here you are forgetting that and yeah, having it you know, blow up in your face with a, a small jab because that's what I, knocked him out is a jab. Yeah, <laughs> I think I got I must have got scared off by the line. Um, yeah, I'd be scared off if I was it had had to face the next person in the cage, Aaron Blanchfield. Even though I'm twice her size, uh, I'm also twice more than twice her age, so that that, that probably uh, <laughs> negates negates it. But yeah, she is fearsome. She this was the most impressive performance on the night, even though she didn't get a bonus or anything like that, but uh, she's the one that impressed me the most. Um, on the evening, she submitted uh, very game Molly McCann, who was not wanting to be submitted. Um, she finally uh, got her with a Camaro. I thought she was going to end up having to break her arm, but McCann ended up tapping out 337 into the first round after being crucifixed and just being destroyed. Blanchfield is just so good. Yeah, they. I, I wish they gave bonuses to people who needed them. Because uh, yeah. there were a lot of people who could have used bonuses, um, you know, Alberg, Fravola, uh, Blanchfield, yep. Span, Moicano, Moicano. <laughs> Moicano even asked for money, uh, Gutierrez, and instead Blanchfield they went to... asked for money too. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe you, you can't ask for it anymore. Instead, they went to the two champs and yeah. Poyage. Actually, I have a theory on that. Do you, can I can I float yes. a conspiracy theory about why these oh, people please. are getting bonuses? Please, American, float a conspiracy theory. I think it's because of how many of them mentioned like, like bet companies or gambling companies in their thank you speeches. You think so? Yeah, because I I think correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think a lot of the guys in the prelims think you know like whatever tout is out there trying to sell you picks, um, and you know from whatever that tout chose to pay them as an advertising revenue. And I think as a result, they missed out on their 50K. And whether it was worth the 50K or not, uh, I think they'll they'll look back at that in retrospect. But um, at the end of the day, yeah, Blanchfield mauls Molly McCann. Molly McCann landed seven strikes in this fight. Uh, I think I saw 93 on the other side of it, plus just like the worst grappling domination you've ever seen. This is what happens when a good grappler gets in there with somebody who's not a good grappler. So what are we doing with Blanchfield next? I mean, she's got to be going up the rankings, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, she, she's uh, not ready for Shevchenko yet, but it's getting it's getting close. I, I mean, like, yeah, she, you're right. She's not ready for Shevchenko yet, but there are a lot of women in that women's uh, flyweight division who kind of need to be like, I, I don't want to say need to be weeded out of the top ten, but are like, you know, been in there for a long time, and like, you kind of question, are they really good enough to be in there and need to fight somebody down the rankings? I'm talking about the. You know, the Vivian Arruyos and the Jennifer Mayas and uh, to a lesser extent, like Caitlin Chokiki and Lauren Murphy are both really good. But like they also should be like, you know, fighting people down the rankings just a little tiny bit. So like give Blanchfield somebody like that. I, I bet you she'd maul, you know, like Vivian Arruyo or, or Andrea Lee or somebody like that. She'd maul anyone, I think, at this point. Do you I, think anyone anyone in uh, Flyweight can hang with her grappling? I don't think so. No, no I, I think her grappling is probably the best. Like her pure jujitsu is probably the best. Uh, but like th- there are people who are really good at managing distance. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like we, we did and we did see her deal with a little adversity with that against JJ Aldrich because Aldrich also dealt with distance kind of well. And it like perplexed her for a second before she got a neck and then just finished her. But 
Um, yeah, I like she she probably needs to fight somebody a little bit better who's good at managing distance so we can see what she can do. Yeah, no, I, I'm not really into into rushing her either. She's only 23 um, at this point. Don't want to um, ruin her and, and rush her up too fast. But you know, like I said, it's getting it's getting there. She already was 12 heading into that fight, number 12. So um, I'm sure Gumby has her close to the top in his rankings now. So we'll see. Um, so we, we go for one of our favorites to another one of our favorites, uh, Andre Petrovsky, middleweight fight, dominated, well, he's determined, 30-27, 30-27, 29-28. Just, he's just, uh, is just looking fantastic every fight. Um, on, on the ground with a very good grappler, uh, held his own, was, was good on the feet. He's just looking like the complete package and now uh, looking forward to seeing his next fight, as Joe Rogan likes to say. I, I, I want to use this as an opportunity to talk to you about the ultimate fighter and why it's not a washed up program yet, because this guy didn't win the ultimate fighter. I just want to remind you guys, this guy did not win the ultimate fighter. And right now I'm telling you, I would pick him to beat ranked fighters. Like, would you not pick him to be Brad Tavares? Yeah. I think he Or Calvin Gastelum or (laughs) yeah. 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 Like I think he'd beat Darren Till at this point, maybe too. Like I I really do uh, just because he's such a good grappler. Now I think, I think some of those are like choice stylistic matchups that I just made. And there are a whole bunch of people who would give him trouble with their grappling, but like, man, he, he looks like a beast and he looked good in the hands too. Yep. Yep. He's getting better. We had him at minus two Oh five miss the next one. Um, the top turtle jinx bit us, Dan, um, because it didn't bite Matt Favola. The steamroller did just that. He potatoed Otman as a tar. <laughs> Knockout punch 230 into the first round. I, I saw this going the other way. I saw Azitar knocking Frivola out, but no, it was Frivola with the potato hands. Fr- Frivola seems to have gotten some huge gains in his boxing from, from Ray Longo. Because yep. that's his second straight one where he's looked good with the hands. Yeah, um, we're going to have to pay attention to him, I think. Now. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And uh, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with him next, because that's two in a row. And obviously a win over an undefeated opponent is a big one. So, yeah, uh, onward and upward for Mafravola. Yeah. Um, Car- Carolina Kowakowicz looked very good. She's, <laughs> she's back. <laughs> as, as you never get it host. on the first. You never get it on the first try. Yeah, 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 yeah. Always on yeah. the second. Yeah. Savannah Gomez-Juarez. Um, yeah. Double K looked fantastic. Looked not fantastic, but, but she looked good. She looks like she is back. She says she is back. 29-28 across the board. Yeah, and, and more importantly, she's back against somebody like Silvana Gomez-Juarez. You know, yeah. like, th- those are the types of people she shouldn't be losing to. And, and in fairness, I-, I ran down her resume on the show last time to talk about, like, those yeah. five straight losses, with the exception of maybe the Jessica Penny one, were to such high-level competition. You know, Jessica Andrade, Michelle Waterson, Alexa Grasso, Yan Xiaonan. Like, she was fighting the top of the top, and a bunch of those were decisions, too. So, yeah, she's... She's back on top. She's looking good in her grappling. Her hands look better this time. Um, um, yeah, I, I'm i wondering whether or not she's going to run up this division again a little bit. Yeah, interesting. 37 years old, but she seems to be, you know, back. Uh, got, got the love of the sport again, as she says. So can I? Can we fire Gomez Juarez then? Can I fire anyone this week? You know, she's one in three now. I, I, I think if she didn't have that, like, incredible highlight real knockout, you'd never... <laughs> Man, damn. see her again you're so nice um but like i mean like 
I'll fire Dom Reyes, but only for his own good. And that's pretty much yeah. all I got on this card for you. <laughs> all right, fine, fine. Uh, what do we have next? Catch weight. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Ryan Span missed weight, yet he won, which goes against everything that the stats say. Um, Michael Drizano missed weight, yet he won. Um, so yeah, uh, it was a bad night for that. Uh, he knocked out Sungwoo Choi. We thought this was going to go the other way. We thought Sungwoo Choi would knock him out. So this is basically like the Azetar Favola fight uh, all over again. 451 into the first round. Drizano looked very good. Are we gonna? Can we fight Choi? Can we Did fire look- Choi? That's three straight losses. You might, you might be able to fire Choi, other than the <laughs> fact that that was like one of the most entertaining fights of the whole night, too. Like That's if Choi Chandler doesn't happen, that probably wins fight of the night, and yeah, it was Choi only was a wild half. man. Yeah, but, but it was so dumb. Like he he hurt Trezano many yeah. times, yeah. and every single time he hurt him, he he just decided like, oh, then I'll just throw my arms like Bart Simpson in that hockey episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> like and like, there's no reason for it. Uh, and if he just stayed a little bit more composed, I think he would have scored this knockout. Yep, which he did not. Maybe Trezano didn't look good. Uh, I think you're going to push back on that. I think. I, 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 yeah, I think he. I think he was a uh, a beneficiary of a bad circumstance and a bad game plan of Sung Woo Choi. There you go. Um, what else can we tell you about? Bantamweights. Montel Jackson. Didn't look fantastic. Didn't really push. I would have liked him to push the pace a bit more, but he came through for us over Julio Arce. 30-27, 28 We had Jackson at, I think it was a pretty decent number, was it not? It was at minus, no, sorry, yeah, minus 215. It wasn't a good number. Yeah, not much to say here. He won. He was supposed to win. Yep, he should have done better, but nonetheless. That's the way she goes. And then in the opener, this man looked very good. Carlos Allberg uh, continuing uh, to make waves at light heavyweight after a rocky start to the UFC. Nikolai Nagumaranu knocked him out 344 in the first round. Allberg so fast, so precise with the strike and the hits so hard. Can't wait to see his next fight. And we had him at minus 130. And most importantly, he made me look really smart by playing uh, Carlos Allberg plus 300 by KO. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 So there you go. So that is the uh, night in picks. I was seven and seven, but I lost 376 bucks. So I continue to plummet. I'm down 676 on the year now after just being uh, a few weeks ago, I was still up money, but those days are over. My hit percentage is only at 64% now. Sad. Dan went 10 and four, kicked my ass again. 262.28 is what he won. And his disciples won uh, 270 and 188 is he is on the earth. So 59% hit rate. He's down 2000, 2,600 bucks. So he's, you're about, you're less than 2000 behind me now. Still time. You're still time. Um, but yeah, it seems like most people in the discord had, had a good night betting because people don't follow our picks on every fight. They just, you know, they listen to us break stuff down and it helps them, helps them uh, think out uh, certain fights they do want to bet on. Uh, perhaps they like to bet our recommended place, which turned out, pretty good for both of us gumby hit three out out of you had six you had six of them last night i had six of them yeah uh, all of them were went, plus money though <laughs> yes he went three and three but he won 51 dollars and 25 cents so uh came through there uh he's still uh not very good at, at picking these fights overall dan uh you're 47 percent and you're down 158 bucks but there is still time if you keep winning 50 bucks a week then you know by uh december you'll be in the money again right that's right. That's the goal. I, I went 2 one one seven eighty two because I, I play it chalky. So I am at 62% hit rate. I'm up 58 bucks. So a uh, little bit. There's still uh, time for you to blow that. There's still time for me to blow it. <laughs> we um, 
how do we do on our two fight parlay? Blanchfield uh, sub, hit that. Puelas sub, how did that one go? It was close. Uh, I was well, yelling yeah, at I my guess TV screen. Was. <laughs> I guess it was. I guess it was yeah. technically close. So, and yeah, it was a fun night of fights. Hopefully, you all enjoyed it. Um, seems like I said, all, all our friends and pals in the Discord had a good time with it. Um, but the UFC never sleeps. We got another event coming up this Saturday. UFC fight night, Lewis versus Spivak. The big boys are throwing down back to the UFC Apex. We got Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak in the main event. Young Kudalaba, Kennedy Enzachuku, Hodolfo Vieira, Cody Brundage, Chase Sherman versus Waldo Cortez Acosta. That's another funny, fun, uh, chunky guy heavyweight fight. Andre Fialo, Muslim Selikov, Jack Della Madalena, another. Uh, person we are fans of here versus Danny Roberts. That is the main card. Prelims, Charles Johnson versus Zalgas Zumagulov, double Z. Jennifer Maya, Marina Moroz, Vince Morales, Miles Johns, Kevin Natividad, Ricky Tercios, the Galaxy Brain, Vanessa Demopoulos versus Maria Oliveira, Brady Highstand, Freddie Garcia, Natalia Silva, Teresa Bleda. Are we getting Martin Knight, uh, William Knight, Martian Prochnil or not? Do you know? Uh, last I heard that that one was on, but I don't uh, know for sure. I think the UFC hasn't officially announced it, but okay. I, last I knew that that was on. And yeah, pretty solid fight card. Anyhow, even without that fight, uh, anything jump off the screen at you? I mean, I'm excited to see, and I know a lot of people are going to hate this answer, but I'm excited to see what, how Ricky Tercios turns it around after, you know, like he had Talking a... To you? Uh, he didn't talk to me. No, no, no. Uh, he I have. Podcast, wasn't he? No, I've never had Ricky Tercios on my Really? Podcast. No. Okay. Um, it he, was a galaxy brain I'm thinking of. He he did fight. Oh yeah, you're thinking yeah. of Kyler Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, but Ricky Tercios' fight with Brady Heastand was fight of the night on as the Ultimate Fighter finale, and it was really good. And then he bounced back with like this really weird distance performance. Um, so I'm excited to see if he like you know learn from that and changes around. I also love Jack Della Maddalena. Uh getting to see oh, yeah. him fight again and with a big step up is nice. And then who doesn't love uh you know some some high cholesterol, <laughs> low IQ MMA as as John likes yeah. to put it with Chase Sherman and Waldo Cortez Acosta. Yeah. Yeah. Should be a fun one. So we'll give you picks for the prelims on Wednesday, the main card on Thursday as per usual. All right. Um but we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to be in your ears with some more picks for regional MMA. Which event has got me picked this week? You have to wait and see. Um, or here, I guess. I guess you'll see it before you hear it. Um, anyhow, Discord, I told you about. We're at SGPN MMA on Twitter. Gumby runs that account. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. He's at Gumby Vreeland. My MMA site's moneymma.substack.com. Thank you for everyone who has signed up recently. Uh, quite a few people sign up on the weekend. Thank you. Uh, if you're listening... What else? Uh, Gummy's got Top Turtle MMA Podcast. We'll talk more about that later on in the week. Uh, and all the writing is at sportsgummypodcast.com. You want to take us out of here, Gumby? Uh, sure. I'm Daniel oh, Gummy Freeland. ready. Nice. I, well, you know, I'm, I'm never really, really ready. I, I'm Daniel Gummy Freeland. He's the devastator, Jeff Fox. And we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>